the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet America. Right now, they're running a promotion where they're offering new players a risk-free bet up to $1,000. All you've got to do is register for a Bet America account and opt into the promotion. From there, place a bet, and if the first settled bet loses, Bet America will reward players bonus funds in the amount of the losing bet up to $1,000. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See the website for details. And on today's show is Scott Shapiro, football analyst from Bet America. We'll be jamming about the NFL Week 3 action. But first, let's look back at last week. It was an uncomfortable week for the picks across the board for me. 0-3 in college, 1-3 in the NFL. You're killing me, Smalls. So what did I learn? For one, sometimes you need to get out of your own way. In college, the last game of the week was Oregon taking on Montana, giving 36 and a half points. As an entertainment better, I wanted to root for Oregon to crush Montana because I liked what I'd seen the week before from Oregon. Plus, it was a fun narrative. However, Sometimes you need to separate emotion from sound betting logic. That one's on me. On the NFL side, when two of the games you bet have the starting quarterback get injured, you take your losses and move on. I liked the position the Steelers and Saints were in before the injuries occurred. And speaking of injuries, I want to talk about overreaction theater. As a Steelers fan, I'm obviously not happy at all to see that Big Ben is out for the season. As a sports better, removing my hometown bias, I'm always looking for opportunities to zig when others zag. Right now, the chatter is that the Steelers are toast. When everyone is overreacting, let that be a sign for you to think twice. Just look at the cold situation with Andrew Luck retiring. They're 2-0 against the spread with Jacoby Brissett under center. How did that happen? By playing smart, having a good offensive line, and putting Jacoby Brissett in the best position to succeed. I expect the Steelers will do something similar with Mason Rudolph. Remember, they do have one of the best offensive lines in football. Also, in Big Ben's rookie season, he took over for injured quarterback Tommy Maddox. All he did was go 13-0 as a starter. Of course, I'm not saying that that is what Mason Rudolph is going to do. I'm just saying there could be some value on the Steelers right now, especially considering they just traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, which will help fill some much-needed holes on defense. As I mentioned in the preseason NFL win totals podcast, I'm going to be late to the Steelers are toast parade. They've just proven year after year that they find a way to win. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Before we get to the games, from our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's Sharp 25 for 25% off any product. Yeah, yeah, give it to me now. 
Give it to me now. Give it to me now. To help get us ready for week three of the NFL season, joining me is Scott Shapiro, football analyst at Bet America. Scott, great to have you back on the show. Yeah, I'm excited to be back, Rob. Uh, week one went a little better than week two for me, but uh, I think I like some stuff in week three, so looking forward to it. Good. Let's get to it. The game of the week, Chiefs laying seven at home, taking on the Ravens over under 55. And it is not comfortable to bet against the Chiefs as they can score 28 points in a quarter like we saw last week. Right now, perception of the Ravens is absolutely booming. However, I'm tempering my expectations for them if they, as they played the Dolphins and the Cardinals, two of the worst teams in football. Something's got to give in this game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't have a super strong opinion, but it's an awesome game. Look forward to see Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson go head-to-head. But I think, like you said, the Ravens, that's jury's still out to me on them playing the Cardinals and Dolphins thus far. It's a tough pass to go into Arrowhead. It's their home opener. Patrick Mahomes, I don't think the Ravens' defense is what it quite was. Last year, they lost some key ingredients. I think it comes out this week. I lean Chiefs and over, but not amongst my favorite games this week, Rob. Yeah, and I think one thing that we're actually not going to learn this week is how good this Ravens offense is because the Chiefs defense isn't really that good. So Lamar Jackson could have another good game, but I still don't believe this will be the third consecutive game in which they've played a defense that is less than the top half in the league. Yeah, you, you nailed it there. They're playing very weak opposition, especially on the defensive end. Lamar Jackson, he looks like the real deal. He's got the whole package. Other than it was jury still out to me on his arm and, you know, making all the throws, but he certainly has looked good uh, in the first two weeks and probably will against Kansas City again. Yeah, for me, this is a pass on the game as I do not have a good lean. All right, next one. Colts laying two at home, taking on the Falcons over under 47 and a half. The Colts are 2-0 against the spread on the season, picking up a big divisional road win versus the Titans. I've been on the Colts all year as I've got their over on the season win total. The Falcons pulled one out against the Eagles. Uh, it may not have been the prettiest of games, but a win against a good team nonetheless. And I heard a good quote from Mike Lombardi this week that said, bad offensive lines do not travel. And the Falcons offensive line is not good and they've got injuries. On the flip side, the Colts have a very good offensive line. Uh, the only side I would consider on this game is the Colts. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I was bullish on the Colts after the luck injury as well. I think Jacoby Brissett got underestimated. You mentioned the offensive line and the running game. Also, the Falcons coming in off a very emotional must-win type of game. Same can be said for the Colts against the Titans pulling that game out. The Colts have impressed me though, thus far. Their defense is better than people think. Their passing game is efficient. They run the ball well. I lean Colts, but like you, not a huge one, especially with Darius Leonard and their concussion protocol as we record this on Tuesday. All right, next one, we got the Chargers laying three at home, taking on the Texans over under 48. And the Chargers pulled the Chargers last week and they're lost to Detroit, <laughs> a game they could have won. But they're also pretty banged up on both sides of the ball. On the Texans' side, they struggled with the Jags. Their issue continues to be their offensive line, which gave up four sacks last week. Deshaun Watson, just 159 yards passing, no touchdowns. Didn't do much on the ground either. This game is two uncertain teams for me. My lean would be on the under 
as the Chargers play at one of the slowest paces and are missing a ton offensively from weapons side of things, but I'm staying away. Yeah, I guess we're a little bit head-to-head in this one. I think there's going to be a lot of big plays in this game between the offensive lines being a little banged up. you got Deshaun Watson going to be running around making plays for his team and maybe helping out the Chargers uh, with some sacks, maybe some maybe some inter- an interception or fumble. And I just think that the uh, Texans' defensive secondary is a mess. I think they're going to struggle to cover Keenan Allen and Mike Williams downfield. I also think the Chargers' secondary being banged up with Phillips out uh, as well as, oh my goodness, the uh, star, def- uh, Derwin James being out as well. I think there'll be a lot of big plays. Definitely a good call by you on the pace of play, but I still think there'll be enough points to get this over the total. All right, next one. Browns at home taking on the Rams. Rams two and a half point road favorites over under 50 and a half. The Rams beat the Saints in a game that was close until Drew Brees got injured. They're traveling cross country in a primetime game. The Browns beat a beat up on a Jets team uh, that was short on quarterback, and then even more so when Trevor Simeon got injured. It's going to be a short week for them. Uh, I'm fading the Browns this season. I took the under on their season win total. However, with the spread only two and a half, it seems so easy to want to take the Rams because you're like, of course the Rams are better. If the Browns are who people thought they were in the preseason, then they should win this game. Yeah, you make some good points there. I think I like the under 50 and a half. I know there's a lot of big play type guys in this game. You got the the hyped up offenses, but I'm worried about both teams' offensive lines' ability to stop the opposition's defensive line. The Browns won that game on defense uh, last night, and of course they face a better offense in the Rams, but I think Miles Garrett and crew should have their way with the Rams' offensive line that is likely to be without a starter and already has not done as well as last year I think Garrett Goff could be in trouble on the opposing side the Browns defensive offensive line I'm sorry still is a little bit shaky to me they really didn't push the Jets around all that much yesterday uh last night sorry but uh to me this game is maybe in the 40s 50 and a half seems high I lean under Rob all right now let's get to a segment I like to call my shoes cost more than your house my shoes cost more than your house And this is where we look at the games with the highest point spreads. And there's two just gigantic ones. Patriots laying 22 and a half at home, taking on the Jets over under 45 and a half. And the other game, Cowboys laying 21 and a half at home, taking on the Dolphins over under 47 and a half. And let's start with this Patriots-Jets game. And we're already starting to hear the Patriots 18 and 0 talk or 18-0, 16-0 for the season. And what's actually most impressive for me about the Patriots has been their defense. It is a challenge for these other teams to score. And I think realistically you could see another game in which the Patriots don't allow a touchdown because we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for this Jets team. They've got injuries all over the place. For me, I would lean under as the Patriots have hit the under in both games this season, as have the Jets. And a lot of times teams can try and get garbage touchdowns late. I don't see the Patriots giving up garbage touchdowns. Yeah, their defense has been ultra impressive, kind of been overshadowed by the Antonio Brown news and, of course, Tom Brady and crew. I would lean under. These games are so hard. Even the Dolphins-Patriots game, it looked completely out of hand. And believe me, the Patriots dominated that game. But if you look midway through the third into the third, 
before those defensive touchdowns game, you're laying 20-something points. The Dolphins got absolutely dominated, didn't score a point, and the Patriots still were not a lock until the defensive touchdowns came. So I don't know how the Jets are going to move the ball, and if they do what they did against the uh, the Browns last night, they didn't even throw the ball downfield much when they were way behind. They were still running screens, throwing the ball to Le'Veon and Crowder. I would lean under in this one. I just still don't have it in me to lay over three touchdowns in an NFL game. Maybe I'm the one missing out, Rob. No, and for me, I'm going to make that one of my picks under 45 and a half. In the next game, Cowboys 21 and a half taking on the Dolphins. The Cowboys are 2-0 on the over. The Dolphins' D is all-time terrible so far on the season. And like you said, it's not comfortable laying these three touchdowns. And traditionally, uh, I'm someone who would be more likely to be getting the points at three touchdowns, just more from a I don't care who the teams are it's just a value perspective, but I think right now with what you're seeing with the Dolphins is they're historically bad, and it reminds me of the Browns a few years ago when the number just couldn't get large enough, and you would see the sharp action continually be on the Browns because there was just so much value on it, and it continually wouldn't cash, and I remember that because I was staying away from those lines, even though fundamentally a lot of these may be an 80-20 rule game where the action's all on one side and you're getting three touchdowns. But it's just – this is so uncomfortable because you're just seeing no signs of hope from a team that almost looks like they're not trying to win. Yeah, and the problem with the Dolphins is they keep losing key players to trades and whatnot, and it's very hard for them to even be a cohesive unit without talent. I can't back the Dolphins right now. I won't back the Cowboys either, but the Dolphins, there's just so little there. You mentioned, obviously, the fact that the, the organization is tanking. What will the players come with? It's Xavier and Howard and a bunch of guys right now. So, gosh, I hate to say it. I lean Cowboys. I would really have very little interest in the game. But, yeah, you mentioned the word uncomfortable. We like to talk about that a lot here. This is uncomfortable to take either side for me. Yeah, so for me, I'm just avoiding these major point spreads because I think I'm looking for value or areas where I have a lean. And I just feel like there's such a large discrepancy in terms of what could happen from a, an expected outcomes side of things. So do you have something else you want to add? Well, yeah, you mentioned the traditional part of things, and I'm with you on that. Traditionally, you want to take those points, but there's nothing traditional about what we're seeing with this Dolphins team. It's kind of like the Sixers in the NBA that trust this pro the process. Things will probably get better soon, but it's just so untraditional or non-traditional that it's hard to go and look to things that you used to look at with this squad. All right, let's get to an upset pick. An underdog, we like to win straight up. And for me, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers, six-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road, taking on the 49ers. Uh, the money line's plus 245. And here's the thing. For the Steelers, this is an absolute must-win game. They cannot go 0-3 on the season. And I know this isn't exactly the best-case scenario for when you want to back a road team because Mason Rudolph making his first start, um, first NFL start for the Steelers. Uh, James Conner looks like he's okay, but they've got some injuries backing up there. But for me, there's just been such a big adjustment. Looking at the 49ers, yes, they're 2-0. Yes, they won two road games, but not exactly the best competition taking on Tampa Bay and taking on the Bengals. So for me, the Steelers are more motivated. They know that they have to win this. And there's a big question mark for what's, what is Mason Rudolph? And 
Can the Steelers just manage him where they don't need him to go and win the game, but can they find a way to win the game? Winning organizations do that. So for me, I like this as an upset pick and a money line opportunity. Yeah, I like the Steelers to cover the six and a half points. Not sure I think they're going to win it, but I do agree with everything you said. For my upset pick, outright upset that is, let's go with the Arizona Cardinals getting three points at home. I don't think the Cardinals are going to win a heck of a lot of games this year, but what I've seen from the Carolina Panthers is discouraging. Cam Newton not running, Cam Newton not making a lot of good throws. They have limited weapons on the outside. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are nice, but they have very little otherwise. Greg Olson, he's getting the job done statistically, but just doesn't look like himself. And Kyler Murray and crew have been pretty impressive. They haven't scored a ton of points, but they move the ball at will. Uh, maybe at will is a little bit of a stretch. They moved the ball successfully against Baltimore. We saw what they did late against the Lions. I think they're at home. I think this is a game that they could win as three-point dogs. I would take the money line with Arizona. Nice. So let's get to our six-point teaser. And for me, I'm going to go with the Seahawks plus one. Right now the spread is five, taking on the Saints. For me, the Seahawks in September at home are traditionally good. I know that they didn't exactly look on fire against the Bengals, but they did find a way to win a road game against the Steelers. The Saints banged up. Uh, Teddy, two gloves, the quarterback right now for them. So just for the Seahawks to win. And then I'm also going to tease the Steelers and get 12 and a half right there. So give me Seahawks plus one, Steelers 12 and a half. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Vikings, assuming that stays at eight and a half. If it goes up to nine, it becomes a little dicier. I like to be able to win by a field goal in those situations to be able to hit, not push and lose. I think the Vikings against the Raiders, I think they come home. I think Kirk Cousins puts it together. I think the Raiders were, it was a cute story, about five and a half, maybe five good quarters. But I think we saw more about what the Raiders are really about in the last three quarters of that Chiefs game. Maybe a little better than last year, but I don't think they stand a chance to win this game in Minneapolis. And then I like the Denver Broncos plus the 14. They're plus eight on the line. The Packers are, are just coming off two divisional games against Bears and Vikings, both very tight games, and they play next Thursday against the Eagles. The Broncos go in the desperate football team at 0-2. They haven't looked that great. Joe Flacco certainly not setting the world on fire. I'm just not a big believer that the Packers are going to blow a lot of teams out. I think they're built a little bit more on defense than we're accustomed to. And I think Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers still have a little bit to figure out. So I think the Broncos stay in this one. Will they win it? Probably not, but give me the two touchdowns. That's actually a nice segue because we'll talk about the get comfortable being uncomfortable picks. And there's really two games that I considered Denver plus eight at green Bay and the giants plus six and a half at Tampa. And when looking for an uncomfortable bet, I wanted to see what makes me feel gross. And right now, backing Joe Flacco, don't feel all warm and fuzzy. Backing whoever's going to be the quarterback of the Giants, I don't feel all warm and fuzzy. And on the Tampa side, I just see them as such a high-variable team that this is a game that most people aren't going to watch. And I'm not ready to make my official uncomfortable bet yet, but those are the two games that I'm looking at. Did you have something that you wanted to add from a get comfortable standpoint? Get uncomfortable yeah, they, standpoint. Yeah, they did announce Daniel Jones right before we came on. We'll be starting week three. So I don't know if that makes you feel more comfy, less comfy, or equally <laughs> uncomfortable. Well, I mean, Denver's certainly uncomfortable. The Steelers might be uncomfortable, but I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Very uncomfortable after getting dominated at home. Basically looked like they had 10 men on the field uh, against the 49ers in that game. But they go to Buffalo. Buffalo feeling awful good about themselves at 2-0. But they've played the Jets and the Giants, let's not forget. 
Both of those games were very tight. The Jets game, they barely pulled out. They might win this game, the Bills. They might win a number of games, but they're not the kind of team I'm excited about laying a lot of points with, especially with Devin Singletary, their big playmaker out of the backfield, likely to be out. I think the Bengals rebound, play a better defensive game, and keep it close, but I'm not comfortable about it. All right, let's recap our picks. For me, I've got the under 45 and a half on the Jets Patriots. My six-point teaser, Steelers plus 12 and a half, Seahawks plus one. And my money line dog upset pick, Steelers money line. What about you? My money line upset pick is Arizona. My get my uncomfortable get uncomfortable pick is the Bengals with honorable mention to the Steelers. And my bet is the Denver Broncos plus eight. I know I mentioned them in my teaser, but I'm going to be betting them straight as well. I think they hang in this game. Scott, I'm super excited for week three as I am every single week. Where can people connect with you? Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Scott Shap 34. You can also find me on my podcast on Thursdays at who do you like called the Who Do You Like podcast on Bet America, And you can find my writing at extra.betamerica.com. And I want to hear from you. Give me your six-point teaser, Moneyline Dog Upset Pick, or Get Comfortable Being Uncomfortable Pick of the Week. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy, and make sure to use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community. Also, make sure to tag at covers. And one thing that would really help us out is if, if you subscribe, rate, and review if you dig the podcast. Because when you do, we will show you some love and give you a shout-out on the podcast. Also, make sure to check in to Bet America for the $1,000 risk-free bet. And remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The book of the devil hits you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. If you like the way the sound pump, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.